0: Counterpress Podcast. I'm your host, Kirk Kinsey and with me tonight is Josh Cacho, recently returned to California from Arizona. Josh, how you doing?
1: Um doing good. I mean it's 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 been nice to have the weather finally cooled down here. Um and, you know, like I said, it's 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 good football weather. Um, but at the same time, you know, you wish you would come back under better circumstances from from a soccer you know, from a LAX perspective. But here we are.
0: Yeah, it's been uh been a bit of a roller coaster down the past, down this last stretch here in the to end the season. LFC draw against Minnesota away, a place that they still haven't won. Uh, I think this is the first time they've got a result there. Yeah. Have all the other times been losses? Did I, I believe that
1: right? so. Including yeah. like
0: one of their worst losses, right? They lost five five nothing. Mm-hmm. I think the first year. Yeah. Uh, anyway, goals from. I can't remember his name, Coleman, something like that on, on Minnesota and from Carlos Vela scores an absolute banger. Um, from what was kind of a 10 position today. Um, but you know, a, a fair result. It was a weird lineup, uh, because you're missing every fullback on your roster, uh, due to suspension or injury. Diego Palacios was out on yellow card accumulation, Ryan Hollingshead is serving his suspension for the abysmal red card decision uh, for a non-dogso tackle uh, against uh, against Dallas, and Escobar was back out with a head injury, which I assume goes back to the concussion that he had. But Josh, what do you got on this game?
1: I feel like in a different context, right? And again, obviously, we don't we generally don't like doing this, right? Because um, it it probably gives them more more reprieve than they deserve but it is one of these situations where in a vacuum i'm not mad about going to a place that you've had you've struggled to win mm-hmm. given the situation and to take a point away yeah right like like a, it's it's a it's a, it's not a bad result given the circumstances yeah right my biggest concern, I think, in that I've seen over the last eight games or so is just a lack of cohesion that you feel comes from, you know, either too many moving parts or or too many, you know, either injuries or too many moving parts and just an inability to put it all together, you know, un, you know, a, Put it all together, you know, as a team, right? So, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like I feel like when they've when they played well, they've benefited from benefited from getting great individual performances, not great team performances. Yep, right, and and yeah. that you know that puts you where you are I mean, because again, even in games where they've they've won, you know, there's always something that both of us have looked back like hmm, it feels a bit off, right? This didn't seem to to click you know to to just hit in the right way or whatever maybe but you have Carlos Vela you have Gareth Bale you have some of these guys who can just give you that moment of magic that that don't that doesn't require you to put a whole a whole game together and maybe maybe that's okay right maybe that's just the nature of of a superstar laden team right is that and again, like you're going, you're you maybe you are going to have to rely on the individual performance more often than not. But I, it's a big change from the stretch that lasted through what the early part of summer, right, yeah. June, July-ish, where the the team looked like it was firing all c- cylinders within the con, you know, within the context of the team's um, overall philosophy. Right. And stuff. Yeah. There was
0: something repeatable about what they were doing. Right. They Mm. kept winning games in the same exact fashion. Right. Not conceding or at least going into the half level. Right. And then making a couple subs that would just break teams and they'd score. Uh, Scoring on set pieces. it, It just seemed like there was always more goals to be scored for LAFC. And the goals now come from nothing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's just all of a sudden, Carlos Vela is free. He plays a ball out wide, gets it back at the top. And we see a little bit of that magic that we used to see. Right. Um, yeah. The The goal against Dallas. Right. Is Giorgio Chiellini realizing that Chicho's about to make a run and it's just a ball over the top root one. Excellent chip from from Chicho. And that's your goal for the night. That's it. There's, there's nothing else to that game to even talk about. Granted, you're down a man. It's all it, that game was chaos from the beginning based on, because of the Hollingshead red card. But that's how all the games seem to be down this like losing. And like, I don't want to say losing stretch. Cause they, they've won games in this stretch, but uh, since they kind of got knocked down
1: a few pegs. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's like, it's definitely not the heights at which we were talking, you know, during the when you know in the beginning of july right right as a yeah. transfer window was coming to a close and we hear all the names coming in and you're excited and, and then it just hasn't quite come together and maybe and maybe that's it right there's too many you know although the interesting thing is I, I haven't felt like you know your abundance of forwards has become is the really is the biggest issue for the club right yeah it's it's like less so much the abundance of forwards and more so the lack of midfielders. <laughs> right. You know, and, and again, like, I don't know what, it's hard to see what Tello is going to give you in the long run. He looked, he look fine today, you know, yeah. outs, you know, but it, it seems like it's an issue where there's just, and again, like you are, you're one injury away to an Acosta. You're, your one injury away to one of the th- only the three fullbacks you have on the team yeah to needing to play Dennis Wonga left 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 wing back
0: yeah so I mean let's talk about this formation a bit and we can kind of go through how you end up in this spot right so they run out um as a back line Ibeaga, Mario and Segura. Right as the as the three center backs. Kellen Acosta is the right wing back. Dennis Buong is the left wing back, mostly a left winger. Um, midfielders, you have Blessing, Sanchez, and Vela as a 10. And then you have Bale and Arango up top. In principle, what this looks more like, well, not in principle, but in, in reality, I should say, what it looked more like to me was the old Marcelo Bielsa 3-3-1-3, right? Mm-hmm. Where you have Vela as the enganche, and then you have the Tres Puntas up above them, right? Um, that Boanga was all the time down the left wing. So to me, that's what it looks like. You get the ball to Carlos, you pivot off of him, and we're going to distribute from there. I didn't think it was the worst game plan. I mean, what are you going to do? You're, yeah. You don't have any of your fullbacks. Kellen Acosta's got to be played somewhere. And it's either play him at left back and Ibeaga or Segura at right back. And then you have a bunch of guys out of position. So you put Ibeaga on the back line. I I would have gone with Chiellini, but it seems like he didn't have anything in his legs. Um, So you go with Ibeaga in a more natural position. Uh, Still not great from him, but what are you supposed to do in this situation when you don't have any more personnel?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, again, that's why it's hard for me to get too worked up, right? It's like disappointing but I'm not angry, right? Like, yeah, I feel like post post Austin, right? You're 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 really mad at how at, yeah. at, at how the team performed, and obviously there's glaring deficits when in the absence of Ilie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ilie, right? Who is missing that game, right? And and so it just kind of puts things into a weird space, right? Where you're saying, okay, we have three games left. Can they really put it? To, you know they it's just a different mindset now and not one that I thought we would be in at this point in the season, given the roster that we have you know, given the roster that we have, right? I I would assume that it was okay. This is, this is the, this is the identity identity. This is how we're going to go about things. This is what we would expect heading to the playoffs right now. I just don't know more than anything.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, there's not, there's not much you can do. At this point, right? You and I have talked a lot about needing fullback depth. And the point is not lost on me that LAFC have three starting caliber MLS fullbacks. And you have a guy who can play on both sides in in Ryan Hollingshead, who's the leading defending, like the leading scorer among MLS defenders right now. So I'm going to preface what we talk about with that. Those three are great. I have no problem when any of them start. But it does introduce a lot of uncertainty to your lineup, right? Uh you said something I think before the show about Escobar's availability and he's not all that available. Several injuries, right? Suspensions, whatever it is. Um so you you're forced to rely on Hollingshead who is I guess I guess you call him a natural left back, right? Because that's his, that's long been his position. Um, And so he's playing at a right back position at the beginning of the, of the year, Josh, you and I talked a lot about how a lot of the goals that were being scored were after Escobar got hurt in the Portland match. And a lot of them were coming from his areas. Right. Yeah. Um, I went back and did some digging Uh Hollingshead has started or been subbed on with like significant time in at right back, that is, in 14 games. And they've given up 18 of their 34 goals with him at right back. Now, this is not don't hear what I'm not saying. This is not about Hollingshead being a bad defender. It's not about him needing to ride the bench because in many ways, I think he's better than Escobar. Um, What I am saying is that when you introduce volatility to the back line, you're going to struggle. And when you put somebody who's not necessarily naturally a right back out there, but is capable of playing there, but you're moving Ibeaga in and out, and then you're moving Segura in and out. And then you're moving Mamadou Fall in and out of the lineup. You're adding more and more and more variables to the situation. Um, Just to prove that it's not all about him, they've started other people at right back as well. And in those four games, they've given up four goals. Yeah, Typically, that's Kellen Acosta. So you have some lurking variables here, right? Typically, it's Kellen Acosta that they put back there. So now you're pulling out one of your starting midfielders. And we've long chronicled what happens when you get past your first three midfielders on this show. Um, But I do think it's interesting that what is perceived as depth is actually just strong, like a strong first three guys, and then that's it. And then Mm -hmm. after that, the dominoes start to fall because you pull Kellen Acosta out of his position, and now you're starting a weak midfield that has proven that it can't get it done when it doesn't have the three starters, right?
1: I mean, I never thought I would miss Kim Moon won.
0: <laughs> he started one game, by the way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And looked good. Right. Like yeah, the game yeah. he played, I was like, okay. Like I can live with with this performance, especially if he's not a guy that I need to play regularly. Right. 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 Because in this situation, you know, like let's, let's, you know, let's rewind and say, okay, if we, if he doesn't leave, obviously, and then I understand why he would want to go and get mm-hmm. some minutes, be ready for the net, you know, get, he didn't have guaranteed minutes right at LFC. Okay, yeah, I get it. But when you look at the grand scheme of things, in in most of these situations, I think you avoid several several stumbles in the in the, over the course of the season. Because like you were saying, like while we do have while we do have three awesome fullbacks, a loss to any one of them, or two. Right at times,
0: mm-hmm.
1: now just now decreases the depth so much more at midfield than it would if you just stick in, you know, you just have a level right, backup right back that can come in yeah. and, and play solid defense, right? If Kim Moon comes in and plays and you leave Hollingshead on the left where he's most comfortable and you leave Kellen Acosta in the midfield where you know, you, pro- I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna probably going to go as far as to say you save six points over the course of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, we haven't dropped that many, but I mean, I, I, I think that's, it, you know, or at least in games that you, that you maybe lost, you probably would have taken a point. Mm-hmm. Right. Things like that. Right. Because again, like especially early on in the season, now we got away with it a lot, but how many times, right. Was it just his, his, in- you know, Holling says inexperience on the right hand side that that immediately led to goals, right? Yeah. Over the first five games. Now he's he's settled in, gotten more comfortable. But again, I I I feel like I would have been more comfortable if you just allowed him to play his best position. Yeah. And then have another guy. You know, like I said, in that you know, again, maybe you're paying Kim and one too much, but another, you know, give me Beta Shore on a veteran minimum that comes in there and can play that position on the right. You're fine. yeah, Right. I don't, I don't think this because again, because like I said, while you have a strong rotation, you're like, you're, you're just, you're, you're kind of on the verge of, on the verge of it going the wrong direction in both at both fullback and midfield. And they affect each other almost in an equal manner. Right. Yeah. Right. If if a midfielder is gone, then it just affects the back line more and so on and so forth.
0: It puts more pressure on a back line where people are playing their backup positions and it just more chaos. Now, let's add some more caveats to this. Okay. Uh, And again, this is not about Hollingshead. It's not. I know we're pinpointing on this because it's like an easier way to track it all, but it's that's not the bigger point here the bigger point is that when they shift things when they force to shift and they get caught having been cute with the roster that's when things go wrong right that's what we're trying to drive home here um and it's it keeps manifesting itself in different ways. And I, I think even with the way that the forwards are performing or not performing now, uh, I think that's, I think that's a continue. That's like an extension of the same thing where you've added so many guys that I, you, I couldn't tell you who should start at this point at any of those three positions. I have no idea because no combination of these seven forwards that they have now, or however many it is has as worked well yeah um so i it, it's man it's tough to really drill down on this far enough because i man i don't even know I, I don't even know what the starting 11 should be at this point because i haven't seen it look good in so long and it seemed like there used to be an interchangeable parts and that the whole versatility thing was a good idea and now it seems like they've just bent it so far that it's finally broken. To borrow a, an American football. Term there.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I, I don't even know if it's, if it's fair to say that it's broken, but it's definitely bent, <laughs> really far yeah. in the other direction, right? Because, again, like the team is is talented enough that it's it's still, going to be able. I I think it has enough time to recover. My question just becomes they leave it too long to put it all together. Right. And I think this is something that we had we've been talking about for a while now, where it's like they're just and again, when you're missing when you're missing someone to sew it all together for you, right? In an absence of a of an eight or a ten that puts it all together, what do you really have? Other than just yeah really you know really talented individuals that can give you something here and there, but are still going to leave you wanting something you know you know that they always feel like they're gonna leave you wanting something, yeah, you know it's kind of where I'm at on that one yeah I, man,
0: I want to reiterate one more time. this is not about Hollingshead playing right back <laughs> specifically, it's about relying on supposed versatility far too much. Um, Ryan Hollings said, again, is the leading defender, like leading scorer among defenders. He's somebody you want to have on the field. And you've put two left backs of that kind of caliber with him and Diego Palacios on the same roster. And again, it's great to have a bunch of good players, but we have to have a good expectation these players are going to be buried or whatever I... Behind each other like that's what's gonna happen um which is funny because there there's a clear hierarchy in the midfield, but the rotations continue to happen i why latif blessing starts tonight over sifu i I have no idea doesn't i unless unless it's because it's like a more of a double pivot thing behind vela i I thought blessing was okay tonight I didn't think he was great um I think there are plenty of times where he showed he's still completely unaware of what he's supposed to do in the midfield where Vela's on the ball and he is just standing six feet away from him, um, not moving, just watching. There's a, there's a ball that's sent to, to Bale in the air from Cropot and Bale chests it down into space in front of Blessing and Blessing never moves until it's far too late and it's a turnover. And then at the end of the game, Teo is trying to create out on out like right outside the penalty area. And blessing is just standing in that space. And when Teo doesn't pass, he doesn't move and he ends up running right into blessing. Like, <laughs> I don't, uh, it's, it's mind boggling to me that this is still going on. Uh, again, he's great at what he does, which is defend like mad in the press. But, um, I I don't know what else to talk about with this team anymore, Josh. Yeah, because I mean, like we've been saying the same thing over and over yeah. for months now.
1: Part of me wonders though, like how much how much of this ultimately is an issue of like is is it an issue of the how do I explain this? Like that it's what you get with your trade off, right? Like. You trade you're gonna trade the deficiencies that we currently have to, to try and fit Gareth Bell, Christian Tao, Dennis Bowanga, Carlos yeah. Vela, yeah. all in the same team. Like, you know, like again, in when you come with a salary cap league, there's there are going to be deficiencies, right? Like we've had, you know, like let's let's refer let's go back to a like to cross sports here. Like look at a, a basketball team that is absolutely loaded. If you're not built Right. Through the draft. Right. Which is, which you can't, you don't do in, in, in major league soccer. Right. It's, it's, it's a little bit different scenario because everyone you bring in, comes at a price, right. You're not going to get, you know, like remember how we always talk about how the most important player is the guy that plays above his contract, right. The Jordan Morris's of the world, cheeky Palacios this year for us. Right. Um, those are the guys that matter most, right? And I, it's yeah. weird because I just you feel like there's not enough of those guys on this roster at the moment, right? Where it's it's a bit top top heavy, and when the top half doesn't hit, the floor falls out falls a little bit more dramatically. Versus earlier in the season, what I would have told you was the other way around, where this team had a higher floor, but I didn't know what the ceiling was, right? And th- yeah. but obviously this is the beginning of the season before. Bale arrives before, you know, um, you know before Buanga arrives. Some of those guys, and I do actually like Buongo a lot. I think he's actually yeah. the best of, of all those guys they brought in. He's probably the one that I think is the one that that has the most lasting power, given what he does in the field.
0: Yeah, right. So I guess I guess here's my question: If we have all these complaints about all these different players and we know that on some level we're never gonna have a starting eleven that is a bunch of like superstar players because that's it's not the way it is in MLS. Um is it something else? Is it is it coaching? Is it roster strategy? Uh is there something else awry here where you have guys Latif blessing being forced into the midfield, even though it's not their jam. Right. Mm. Have have we relied, have we gone to that? Well, too many times this whole, Oh, well, this guy can play nine different positions, but he's not really any position. Because uh, One of the interesting things to come out today was that Dolo doesn't see Latif as a right back or a right wing back at all. Now Dolo spent a long time playing this position right at, at the highest level of the game, so I trust his judgment there. But if Latif isn't a wing back or a right back, and he's clearly not a midfielder, what is his position supposed to be?
1: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I feel like we we had this conversation with Mark Anthony Kay not too long ago, right? Where, yeah, while while those guys have played a, ab- you know, have definitely punched above their weight right yeah. contract specifically right it comes to a point where our fan favorite just may not cut it in the grand scheme of things when you when you start adding the talent around yeah right and again you know for a team you know that had a very specific way of playing under Bob Bradley and you're going to have the midfield press you know like your your chance creation is solely built off of your press right he's he's a great he's a great person to have there but in a situation where now fast forward and everyone knows what you're about and they're Mm -hmm. going to make a compact, they are going to sit back and they're going to make it difficult for you to play through. He's just not that guy. Yeah. Right. And so the question is, do you, can you pay a guy that is now a situational player at best? Can you pay him? three hundred thousand dollars towards a cap. I don't think so I don't think you can in the long run. Right? Yeah. It's it's kinda sad, right? Because I always hate to see some of these originals go. But I mean again, like every sports franchise has said goodbye to their, you know, their heroes at one point yeah. or another in or another.
0: Yeah. And again, it's not just him. Right? It's not it's like I think I think you hit it right on the head when you talked about Mark Anthony Kay, another converted winger, right? Bob had this thing where he would take these, he take wingers and put them in the midfield and use their speed and their and their defensive chops to defend one on one on the wing and put them in the midfield to do just the same, right? But then what we saw was limitations in how they could combine with other midfielders, combine with the players around them to create chances, and I feel like in a team that doesn't press as much as as Bob's team did and that is trying to be well i i, I couldn't tell you what they're trying to do anymore i really don't know it's especially after a night like tonight like obviously you're just trying to survive tonight right but it's not always clear what they're up to i well, and i think have, i think they i like, think the attackers are like struggling that for, for that reason yeah
1: yeah, yeah. like it this this is not a new phenomenon, right? It, I feel like this is something we've been pointing out for half the season. Yeah, just about yeah. right. Whether it was the beginning half, then it felt like it came together, and now it feels like it's falling apart to a certain degree, right? Because again, now that teams have kind of got a feel for how you want to play, and you're also trying to integrate new pieces, right? There is going to be a bit of a stumbling block, and maybe they maybe. Maybe there's something we don't know, or maybe they're going to, you know, they, they do have enough time to put it together for a playoff push, right? If there's ever yeah. a time to struggle, I'd rather have it be now than in a month.
0: Yeah, I mean, hopefully there's still enough time to put it together.
1: And... Yeah, no I maybe mean, because here's the thing. You've clinched the playoffs already, right? Yeah. There's not much of a chance of you dropping too far, like... At, I'm I'm not even sure they can really like I feel like they're gonna have a first round playoff game no matter what at this point. Maybe I missed it. First
0: round first round bye, you mean?
1: Whatever the yeah, or home game. Um
0: how many teams are going this year? Is it seven again?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, I, I guess can anyone jump above them?
0: No, uh, right. So they're on sixty-one points. There's three games left. Austin. Austin has a game in hand. So Austin, if they, if Austin wins out, and LAFC lose games, Every game. lose enough games, then, then yeah, they Austin can still catch them. So they haven't they haven't clinched the West yet. And it, yes, you do. So position one qualifies directly for the conference semifinals.
1: Mm-hmm. And then so you, you play a, a home game by. for
0: sure. That, yeah, you would play round. home games all the way uh, until the MLS Cup, which is then determined by, you know, if, if Philly ends up winning the Shield then and, and you face Philly, then that would be it. Yeah. But, I mean, the only, the only team that can really get ahead of them at this point or stay ahead of them is Philly, um, which is another interesting conversation. I think two weeks ago, people were still talking about the Shield being... Like
1: a foregone conclusion.
0: Yes. And it's very interesting to see how quickly the goalposts have shifted on this where it's like, ah, the LAFC, are going to clinch the West. That's really all that matters. And while I agree to a certain extent uh, that that if you clinch the West, you make it to CCL, you have the top seed in the West. Got it. But I don't agree with the moving of the goalposts here. And I think I think that is some uh, some weak apologia,
1: for sure. I, I mean I will say like again. I think from the very beginning, people were have always said there like no one cares about us. Like there's a the large majority of of supporters. Are not going to be that bent out of shape if they don't win the Supporters Shield, but win MLS right, Cup. Right, right, right. I would go as far as to say at least eighty percent. I would rather
0: won. win the cup than the shield, yeah. given given the way that MLS awards this championship. Mm-hmm. Is the caveat, yes,
1: right. And so you know, in in so then when you know, cause to me, so when you look at that, look at some of those things, right. It's like yeah yeah it's a weak argument, but i can but I'm only gonna be so <laughs> I can only be so mad about it because ultimately, if they put it together in the next three games and then wipe everyone out in the playoffs, then no one will ever remember anything that's happened these past yeah this past week
0: well and again that that's kind of the point of a show like this of an episode like this right is we want them to get it on track we want yeah. we want to talk about what it is that might work. We're under no delusion that Torondolo and JT listen to this show or care what we think. We're under no delusion that any of you think or or care what we say. I, I'm certain most of you don't and that's okay. Like we're still gonna do the show. But it's it's only to say like that's why we do this, right? Is because something needs to change. Let's try and talk about it. Um so anyway I feel like I feel like
1: I'm I'm wallowing a bit too much on this show. I'm sorry, Josh. No, I mean it's it, it, the the recent string of games hasn't done any anything done any favors towards yeah.
0: that. Well, and again, if it wasn't tied to the same thing that you and I have been talking about the entire season, which is midfield depth and fullback depth, yeah, and how those two things have a domino effect on each other, then it wouldn't be
1: like this. Um, but you're trying to see if Ross Barkley was on this team, we'd be in a different position.
0: <laughs> uh Slightly. But I mean, again, it, it's if, if Ross Barkley has to play right back, I'm not going to be happy about it.
1: Yeah. Right. I mean, I, the, weird, the weird thing is like, I almost feel like this team needs a six more than they do anything else. And not even uh, like a, a starting caliber says I need like a guy that just backs up. LA. Well, so this is the say This is the crazy thing because it it's because stopped. the Costa has to move back it's right the it's the same guy
0: it's yeah. the same guy that you're relying on to cover both of those positions
1: yeah how crazy is that the, or I mean, you, and the other question is is this what is this the necessary evil to fit the rest of the guys on the roster and was it that necessary
0: that your second question I think is better
1: Right. Was so it's it
0: necessary like, to do this to fit Teo and Boanga and Bale and Vela and Apoku and Chicho?
1: Or spend that money on Darlington Nagby.
0: Darlington Nagby can play both the six and the eight. I know. Really well. <laughs> and if you want a fourth midfielder to add to your rotation, there you go. You don't even have to buy Ross. You just go get Nagby. Right. I
1: need a guy who passes sideways, only. <laughs> so give me Darlington Nagby or Jordan Henderson, yeah. one of the two. <laughs> Let's
0: go with Nagby. Um but it, they. I just feel like so much of what Elliot of what has snake bitten LFC can be characterized as getting cute.
1: Yeah. Right, like what? Yeah. I mean, and it happens to the best of to the best of teams. Like, you know, like it's funny because over the weekend, right? I coach football, and that's exactly what we found ourselves in where we should be blowing, you know, certain teams out. And I'm like, we're just getting way too cute with how we appro- our approach, mm-hmm. right? Like, get back to basics. Get back to just playing the way you you know playing your game, and yeah. and don't don't overthink it. But it's one of those things where it's like, you know, again, I feel like Bob galaxy brained the entire front office into thinking that we have to, like, just do a little bit, you know, far too much for not yeah. that much, you know, for, for a again, for a result that I'm not sure we necessarily need.
0: I think he galaxy brained all of last year when everybody was moving to a back three and he thought that he had to do the same. He thought he had to match up yeah right and like the back three did not work and as much as i thought tonight a back three was the answer uh we we talked a lot about that last year about how that was just unnecessary like you're going to be better than them in your own game model just stick Mm -hmm. with it um but yeah and then on on a night like tonight where you're missing right backs and and your left backs and you have a guy like Giorgio Chiellini on the bench like yeah play three center backs that's probably probably how you're going to get your best 11 on the field is that way right yeah but anyway um all right so again this is not about Ryan Hollingshead this is about the front office and the coaching staff potentially relying too much on versatility as cover for a way to go spend on. What I would probably characterize as superfluous signings on the front line. And I get it. I was the guy who came out here and said, I don't want to see Danny Musavski playing left wing anymore. I did ask for more forward depth. Uh, So, I guess I got it. (laughs) Maybe JT does listen.
1: (laughs) I mean, depth is one thing. Overkill is a whole other thing.
0: I mean, that's the thing is... Now you have... I mean, so we listed them off, right? Let's see. Vela, Opoku, Chicho, Bawanga, Teo, and Bale. So now you have six forwards. um, And only four of them are going to play significant minutes every game? Probably, right? So... I mean
1: again, and and it's a weird thing that you know, like if the argument is that okay, we're preparing for the future, it's a weird yeah. thing to do it in the middle of a year where you have a shot to win it all. Yeah, right. It's like, yeah. why are you hedging your bet? Like, you know, I don't know. That's that's where I start to get a little bit. I start to question these a little bit. It's like, are are they hedging in this moment, or is this you know, or or this is a clear? Is there a clear plan? You know.
0: Yeah, to me, it just kind of smacks of opportunism, right? I don't think they went into the summer transfer window thinking we're gonna go, we're gonna go get Gareth Bale, right? I think that kind of fell under their lap, so they got to pursue it, and they probably were already pursuing Buanga, right? Maybe even Teo, um, so they're just kind of there. And I mean, I think that's why Teo did end up coming for mm-hmm. so long, is because. You had to get, you had to figure out a way to offload Brian Rodriguez on Club America. Right. And then he finally signed. But, um, I mean, ah, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure where to go from here other than, you know, hopefully they put it together. Um, because if one thing is clear, like you just can't force guys into different positions and expect it to be okay. I guess that's the major takeaway. Is at what is the trade off in a salary cap league? Do you bet on a little extra versatility, thinking that you know ninety five percent of the time you are going to have all your fullbacks available, and when you don't, you are just going to figure it out, or do you bet on more solid backups? I I I don't know the answer. I really Julian don't. Gaines <laughs> is the answer. <laughs> the Pelvis King.
1: Mm-hmm. Is his name now, or it's one of these. It's it's that guy who ends up being the guy that everyone's heard of, but no one has ever seen play. It was the one before um, Guido. Oh, Alejandro Guido. Yeah, I forgot about that guy. It's it's always those guys. That's the key. And
0: you know, maybe maybe all of this Josh is a moot point, and it's a unique situation that LAFC is in because they're out of that initial uh, Garber Buck. All, you know, all the initial garbage bucks that you get when you're an expansion team, but the Academy hasn't quite produced a bunch of homegrowns that you can have on a supplemental roster for cheap. Right. Yeah. Maybe I mean, over time,
1: again, that's gotta be a long-term play. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So anyway, all right. I'm ready to do some questions here. Yep. Oh boy. There's a lot. I'm trying to get back to the top of this thread here. Um. All right, first one from Corey at We Don't Post Ever. Why hasn't Bale looked good? Is he not a good fit for LAFC's tactics? I don't know what LAFC's tactics are with all these new attackers. Yeah. I know I realize uh, that's kind of our job on this show, but I there's not a whole lot that's repeatable about what they're doing since he's come. Yeah, I mean...
1: Again, it, it it it's weird because again, if you're, he's clearly a guy who you can you know like the RSL game is, you know, case in point, that you can put him in and you're going to get an individual you know he you can stick him in, and he can win you a game, yeah, right? He did that in Madrid, right? It's like mm-hmm. the question is like, does he? How does he fit in with all these other guys? I don't know, but he come in and hit a shot, you know, a bike that no one else can yeah. ever hit, right? <laughs> so it's it, you know Again, and he has the body of, you know it's so again he has the body of work he has all the different you know he has all the accolades that prove that give him that clout right mm-hmm. but at the same time, I think there is you know it's it's right to question how does it all come together because yeah. again I'm not sure i I mean we're clearly not sure and I don't I'm not sure that anyone knows at this point to be fair.
0: I I don't know that. I mean, he comes from Real Madrid, right? Famous for their counterattacking ability and kind of, that's kind of their, you know, high octane. We're going to go buy a bunch of Galacticos and just let them figure it out on the counterattack. Which in some ways is what LAFC does, right? This year is, it's a lot of counterattacks. It's a lot of set pieces. um, But it's just, I, I don't, I don't want to chalk it up to quality around him because that's unfair because they were producing just fine without him. But I think about the blessing thing today where Bale chests it into space and you know Luka Modric is going to run in on that ball as the ball is going to Bale because he knows that Bale can bring that ball down into space, right? Yeah. But we don't have that, right? And that's okay. That's not what this league is, but... Um, so I, I do wonder like, is the level of interest there? It's he, he has it for Wales because that's his, you know, home nation underdog, but how interested is he? I, I don't know. I think we always had that question of how interested he was going to be in this. Um, so I, I'm not, I'm not really sure my instinct is positional play. So it's use bail and build up to free up Carlos Vale on the other side is what I would prefer to do. Use you you build up you put them on the left wing and you build up all of your possession down the left flank and you use Gareth Bale to either isolate one on one and then find Vela or to hit switches over the top to Vela like that's to me that's what you do. But yeah.
1: and then trust that Carlos Vela is going to make play. the best decision, out of anyone yeah. else on the team, right? And I think it's yeah. not a bad it's not a bad ploy. I just need to see it repeated over and over and over again until it feels comfortable. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the one thing. It's like, we just haven't seen enough of it yeah. to say, oh, this is, how, this is how they're going to put it all together. Yeah. I think we're all kind of in that thing where it's like, I don't know if it will come together or not.
0: Right. Because, I mean, ultimately, it didn't work for him at Real Madrid. So, like, <laughs> why, yeah. why would we expect LAFC to be different? I don't know. Uh, Jonathan Evans at Evans at Law. Blessing played well, I think you guys just have it out for him,
1: Josh, I mean he had a nice ball over the top, right like I think' that I think I think he has moments it's it's you have, you he has moments that he looks good and then you have to you have to take you take you in in return you have to accept what he doesn't bring you, yeah right which you know like I said, you again, know, and sometimes I have to remind myself. Okay, if if you have a midfielder who can put all those things together, it's in goal So, So, um, you know there is a bit of that. I you know I feel like I do have to always constantly remind myself, you know, in that to think, okay, what what are our expectations, right? But, and so that's why I think when Latif comes in as a sub, I am generally okay with his performances and how he asserts himself yep. because i don't think he i don't think the negative aspects of his game are you know are as nearly as apparent in a shorter amount of time versus over the course of 90 minutes you know he is going to have those moments of poor decision making or just not quite you know like or the pass isn't quite there whatever it may be right to you know and again he's a guy that i don't I don't think he's gonna win us. He's not he's not the guy, the linchpin that's gonna win me a you know, win the championship for the team. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. So like I said, like are we harder than him, yes, over if he, if if we're planning on charting him. But if 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 you're gonna tell me that he's gonna come in and he's gonna be a thirty minute player the majority of the time, I'm good with it. Right. And I think you know, there's definitely a place for him, for yeah. sure. It's just again. I think, in the context of how he's used over the course of the game, you know, that's where I think we tend to we tend to have a little bit more concern. You know, if you're asking, as you start to ask more of him, right?
0: Yeah. To me, I, we may zero in on him more than others. I don't know. The reason I zero in on him is because again. I want to see more from the midfield and he starts a lot of games in the midfield. And it's very clear that there's a drop off in quality. It's not about for me kicking the guy out of town. I don't want to see that. I want to see him as a fourth midfielder that starts less frequently. And that, like you said, is the guy to spell Sifu and Acosta so that they don't have to start. So they don't so that they don't have to start on the bench so often. Right. That's, that's what I want. Um, if you're looking for something to like a better understanding of what I like get frustrated with, watch Latif off the ball. Um, Latif off the ball does is not a midfielder. That's, it's just, to me, that's what makes the midfield grind to a halt when he's in there is his off ball movement or better like lack thereof. But anyway, hope he stays. I hope, I hope he's okay with like a fourth midfielder role. And if they bring in somebody else and these three midfielders stay, I hope he's good with a fifth midfielder role because I think he's a good, and I'm going to say that word, versatile player that you can actually use in different spots, even though like they don't see him like that anymore. But uh, Tom Kamaleri at BroncFan07. Philly has scored 27 goals in their last seven games. Holy smokes. <laughs> LAFC has scored eight hard to win when your many, many forwards are barely getting one goal a game. Vela led by example and with his play tonight, but why does LAFC create very little danger in the box now? And what was worse, the six inches in front of Chicho's face or the six inches behind his ear, between his ears? Uh, not really sure what that last part is. I mean, obviously, six inches between his ears is, is his mind, which he, I, I don't know what was in, what got into him tonight but he was he was in a in a way tonight
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I mean like Chicho's producing at a massive again subtract him and I don't even know where this team's at right yeah 16 but, goals man But 16 but again goals. like Tom points out that's a bit scary because again given how much you've spent I would expect it to be I need more distribution right like yeah, yeah. I need to be one from each of those high price signings. You know, and I think, I think Bongo's going to figure it out. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I said, to me, he's the one that I think will ultimately sew it all together because he does so much work off the ball and on it for that matter. Like, I think his energy gives you something different. And then again, it just depends on ultimately yeah. what you ask and need of bail in the long run.
0: Yeah. I mean, right now, you're, Three leading scorers on the team are Chicho Vela and and Apoku. Apoku's got seven. Vela's got eight, and Chicho has sixteen. I think are the numbers right? Um, so I I guess if in terms of just production, there's your starting three to answer the question from earlier, which means the Abail, Buanga, and Teo to figure out and to to be totally fair, it seems like. Teo is just here to spot Phil until next season. I think that was like a very forward thinking signing that they made there, but, um, eight goals in seven games, man, that's hard to believe actually like that's, (laughs) that's really poor. Um, and yeah, you look across the table and Philly is running away with the league really fast. It's hard to see. Granted, Six weeks ago, LAFC was on like a seven-game win streak, right? Um, so they've essentially just swapped places. But, but. but it,
1: it's different when you're doing with Julian Carranza versus, you know, yeah, $50 yeah. million dollars in signings. Right, right.
0: Um, okay, next, Jesse at Space Echoes. Jess, honestly, I'm okay with the draw. Fair result after the last few performances. Defense was shaky at times, but was good. Good to see Acosta cigaretteo Mario step up. Love Chicho, but sloppy fouls did not help his cause. Vela stepping up to bang one from outside the box was exactly what the doctor ordered. Bale did not impress with his passing. Apoku coming on, uh, coming on added an instant impact, in my opinion. Lots of wing depth with uh, with him competing with Boanga. Um, yeah, there's tons of wing depth, and uh, I, I definitely agree with Chicho. I, Man, I thought I thought he was destined for a red card. Like after he got that yellow, and then he fouled Reynoso again within 20 seconds, and then booting the ball after getting called offside. Like man, I thought I thought it was over. So I was relieved to see his night was done at the half.
1: Yeah, I mean, but. again, then I think maybe that's where Tom's coming at when it talks about just him, you know, melting down at times, right? And. Yeah, you get frustrated and especially in a situation like this, but man, you gotta you gotta find a way to put it all together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean like Jesse said, there's tons of wing depth. It's just not really sure how to use it at this point. So hopefully they can figure it out <laughs> in the next three games. Mike Oxmole at three deuce, five deuce. I don't want to see Bale here next year. Reynolds was a baller. It's crazy to see what a good attacking midfielder can do for a mediocre team. If only LAFC had one. Well, I mean, I yeah. made that
1: case. <laughs> yeah. It's also hard to argue with, like, the, you know, or I mean, the question as to whether or not. Bale's good for this team in the long run. I, don't, I I I honestly can't tell you yes at this point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You I know, mean clearly I would, the answer so far has been no. Yeah. He's done some he's scored some incredible goals. He showed that he still has world-class ability. Um but we're talking about substitute appearances. And the couple of times that he has started, it's not been good. Like, it's been really poor when he has started. Uh, and it's like a team-wide problem when he starts. That like the It's not just him, like, you know, scuffing shots or something like that that make it a bad performance. It's like, the whole team doesn't perform when he's out there, yeah. which is weird. But, uh, I don't know. Uh, at Torre 66 I don't understand what's happened to the team. Bail is a no for me and pain. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, it is crazy uh, to think back at the beginning of the season on like what your starting 11 was, right? Which is a po- essentially a Poku Chicho Vela. Same starting midfield that we always talk about. Sifu, Sanchez, and Acosta. And then Mamadou Fall was really the starter, right? Mm-hmm. Palacios and Escobar with Murillo. Um, Fall's gone. And all those forwards are, again, in flux, right? <laughs> we don't yeah. know. It seems like Hollingshead... Uh, I know that we just went on kind of a tirade, but it does seem like Hollingshead is a preferred choice. I mean, Escobar... What did I say? I think I said uh let's see let's look back at this sheet here 18 games where escobar hasn't started out of 30 or 31 so like he hasn't even started half the games right and it's is he really the starting right back i don't think so
1: it's tough right because again in that situation it's like yeah, you're more defensively sound, but you can not ever count on him to be available, and if, yeah. especially in a situation like this where there's so much needs to be done in terms of getting it all to gel with all the new new parts. Not having mm-hmm. him available is a big is a big problem.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, donuts at Cili Zidane. Like the creativity and technical ability Teo brought to the final third game shifted once Hinopoku subbed in in the 62nd uptick in combination passes opposed as opposed to the disjointed mess we saw in the first half yeah I mean the first half was all just like again using Carlos as an enganche right play the ball forward to him and we'll drive it forward from there and pick out a pass kind of on the fly um, not the worst game plan because he's got great quality and you have a bunch of quality attackers ahead of him but just didn't work out so I, I felt like that plenty of chances in the first half but um definitely different i feel like they were able to like set into an actual offense once those subs were made in the in the second half and like actually circulate and probe the defense to try and create something so yeah well that's i guess that's promising maybe they can build on that uh at wonderful Vela's left foot still works for colossos good defense held it down good dolo subbed out hot-headed chicho to send message to team good Chemistry with new folks takes time. Hopefully, we can dial it in before playoffs. Josh,
1: yeah, I mean, like that's probably the best case scenario, right? Like, I, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with anything that was stated just now. It's just, again, I think it's just a matter of it's a wait and see to can they can they actually do it, you know? Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, Christopher Colonna. I oh, was sorry, Andrew Zucci. They looked great as a ten i think it was fine right i think it's something that could work if it was a little more structured around around them um i i don't i don't hate it i don't feel like he was getting run by in on defense and i don't think he was like failing to connect i think you could definitely put him there in a four two three one but again it's just not the game like i think it took a Herculean effort to get Dolo to come out of a four three three. So I just don't I just don't see him playing as more of an eight in that four three three that they play.
1: Yeah. I mean he just doesn't he's not gonna do enough deep work on the other side of the ball. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. Mm-hmm. for for it to be a regular thing. And I think he I think Dolo appreciates, like I said, the activity at minimum from you know Acosta and and Sifu, especially because again you're going to need those guys to cover. And so again, at that point, if you do play Vela to ten, who's coming out of the lineup? Is it Sifu? Yeah. Is right. it Acosta? Is it Ilié? I, I mean, again, I think I, this is.
0: I I think maybe he's the emergency midfielder when Acosta has to move, right? Or somebody has to rotate. Like that's that's where I say, okay, well maybe that's what you do, but. Yeah. Carlos as a regista. Can he can he play passing lanes as well as Elias Sanchez, who's not a great one-on-one defender, but is heady about the way that he defends. I don't know, probably not. I don't think yeah, Carlos. Yeah, I just start I enough. just don't I just don't <laughs> see him trying. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think he'll just flip the switch. Off yeah. and be done with it, but
1: he'd be fine distributing from deep, but yeah, that's about it. Yeah.
0: All right, Christopher Colonna, uh This team isn't winning MLS Cup. They'll be lucky if they can win one playoff match. What a shame! This season really had potential. Also, Bale is a sub at best. And there's absolutely no way this team can let his contract become a DP contract next season. It just can't happen. If that means he leaves in the off season, then so be it. I mean, after this, I would not give him a DP contract. Right? Am I crazy? Unless, unless you really think, like, I don't know, maybe there's something else going on, and he's just saving it. Maybe they're just saving it for the World Cup. And after an offseason, he'll come back, and everything will be happy. I just don't know that that's ever been the case with Bale.
1: No. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough, because I feel like this is kind of the par for the course for his for his. Ooh, career. the golf
0: reference. Yeah. Josh is a savage. But
1: But, I mean... <laughs> Like I said, like, do you expect anything differently from him?
0: Oh, uh, no. I I guess a large part of me just wanted to f- feel like it was all Real Madrid's fault. Yeah. And the Spanish press just being unfair to him and that he'd come to L.A. and be happy and just score bangers all the time.
1: He seems happy and he'll probably score bangers like just... Not him. at the rate we want. He's Elsino, right? Oh gosh!
0: I remember a couple of years ago. Uh, I like I had such a negative taste in like in my mouth about Jim Curtin because mm-hmm. that was when Elsino was still playing with them, and I, he might still be playing with him. I have no idea. I don't watch the Union play. Um, and he was getting all this hype about oh he's playing in a four four two diamond kind of. You know he's brought it back from the 2014 World Cup, whatever. Uh, and I remember there was an interview where they asked he was asked about El Seno and about like what the sub, like what the sub strategy is for bringing him in, and he's and he just went, ah, he's El Seno. and I was like, I can't stand this guy. Yeah.
1: The <laughs> weird thing is, I I would have thought he would have scored well. He's only scored 43 goals in 300 appearances. 300
0: appearances? Is that MLS appearances?
1: No, no, no. This is like from... That's career? Career. From 2006 to 2021, he's now retired. He's only scored... 43 goals? 43 goals.
0: Man, no wonder he was at Philadelphia.
1: Yeah. I mean, he had... That is blowing my mind right now. Yeah, yeah. For a guy that, you know, in MLS, he had those runs where he's like, he's a senior. He'll just do his thing. But the most yeah. goals he ever scored in a year was six.
0: What? What about what about assists? Does he have like an astronomical amount of assists?
1: Uh, let's see. On... The
0: show is off the rails.
1: Yeah. I, I'd i have to go back and look because on, I'm on Wikipedia right now, but I don't think Holy so. Holy
0: smokes. I can't. Sorry, I can't.
1: It's weird to think because again, for a guy that just has this reputation for being Yeah, like this the super
0: footballer. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I just pulled him up. I'm scrolling down. I cannot get over this. Forty three career goals. What? He doesn't even have very many assists. I think he has fewer assists than goals. Yeah. Why can't I get a total on these assists? 29 assists.
1: 43 goals, 29 assists, over 300 appearances. What? That's like Danny Wysoski numbers.
0: This can't be right. Something's got to be wrong. It Did he do something for Brazil? He probably never even appeared for Brazil. He did like twice. Where did the hype come from? All right. Sorry, listeners. I...
1: One cap for the Brazil national team, four for the U 23s
0: Oh man, this is not that's not good advertising for MLS as a, <laughs> as a league,
1: right? Yeah, because like that was their guy. I mean, Danny Musowski <laughs> over the course of fifty four games has eleven goals and five assists already, so he's well on his go. way. There you go to matching Ilcino numbers.
0: He'll get he'll get one USMNT cap too, and he'll match it. Yeah dude that is wild all right we got to get back on track <laughs> all right jeff talk uh which team do you think is going to bounce us in the first round of the playoffs well we should get a bye so yeah should be good in the first round the answer is zero uh let's pull up the table here let's see what we got um
1: no cuz again unless they unless they somehow just lay a complete egg they're going to finish first so they get a first round bye
0: so yeah so i'm trying to see um looks like Minnesota and Salt Lake will probably have to play unless Galaxy use their game in hand to make it up. Um we've handled Nashville well this year. Dallas and Austin obviously you don't want to see in the playoffs. Um I think if you have Minnesota at home, you're fine. Yeah. Salt Lake, you're fine. Galaxy, you're fine probably in the playoffs sounders i think are probably out of it at this point so timbers man if you have to face the timbers if this team has to face the timbers that's going to be a problem because i don't see how they break the timbers down and i don't see how they hold up yeah it might be portland that's the one I think, aside from Austin, I think that's the one I'd be most most scared of.
1: Right, because you get a first-round bye. So it would be Austin, Salt Lake, Dallas, Portland, Nashville, Minnesota. If, the, if it started today, but then you would get the winner of Dallas, Portland in the next round. Right? In the second?
0: I think it would be... No. So if it finished as it is today, yeah. Austin would play Salt Lake... Uh-huh. Dallas would play Minnesota.
1: Wait, I thought Dallas Nash plays Portland. Played Portland. Isn't it 3-6 and 4-5? Yeah. I'm looking at the wrong... I'm on Minnesota's,
0: the Minnesota's 6.
1: Oh. I'm on the wrong... Oh, you, on, you know what? I'm...
0: No. No, no, no. Sorry. ESPN hasn't updated the table yet. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the ESPN website. I'm sorry. That's my bad. So, yeah, you have the updated one. So...
1: Yeah, so you would play the winner of Dallas, Portland, which both of those are tough matches. But you know, to be fair, I don't know if the the other side of the bracket is, you know, you play Salt Lake, Austin, Minnesota, Nashville. Yeah, yeah.
0: Hmm. All right. Well, I yeah, I think Portland would be the one that scares me the most at the moment because. Of our inability to create,
1: but Portland also on the road is much different than Portland at in Portland.
0: That's true. That's true. Have we? I don't think we faced Portland in the playoffs though. I just imagine Portland in the playoffs, especially on the road, being so bunkered and so physical.
1: For sure. I mean, I mean, that's why they've made they've randomly made MLS cups and you know made deep runs, but. Even then, I think I said on the road, they're they're not nearly as formidable. Right, right.
0: Okay. Uh next one, Doug Murphy at Switchfoot Guy. Not feeling good going into the playoffs. Yeah, I, I get it. Like I don't think anybody does. I think that's why everybody's panicked and arguing and subtweeting each other. Shout out to the subtweeters. Um, Lionel Hutz, Afrom cheap seat. LAFC generates nothing off of corner kicks. In fact, I'm more worried about the opposition scoring on transition after one of our corner kicks than I am hopeful that LAFC will score.
1: What should they do to improve other than recalling fall from loan? Yeah. <laughs> just... I was about to say, since fall left, that we've been pretty non-threatening at best. Yeah.
0: So I actually I responded to Lionel here uh, from the handle uh, and I've, I'm now realizing that I didn't get to what I promised I'd get to, but it shows, so again, we talked about the domino effect of not having fullbacks available, right? Um, obviously, Holling said not available means you have one fewer target uh, when you're taking attacking set pieces, but not having Palacios available, Palacios and even Escobar are often guys that you put it half at the halfway line as your center backs move forward because they're going to be able to defend and transition well in one-on-one situations in space and uh, Minnesota nearly scored off a, off a corner off a counterattack on yeah. on a corner today and this is this is a weak thing that LFC has long struggled with I think for the past two years they had used Latif blessing in that role and both you and I had decried that because he did'd give away. Uh he'd give away so many counterattacking opportunities because he'd, like you said, make poor decisions once he won that ball that was cleared out. Um and LAFC gave up a lot of goals as a result. But you can't do that when it's Dennis Bolonga as a wingback or whatever it is, right? And so you're using different players today. I think I think let me try and think about who it was that was back there defending man i I honestly can't remember who it was back defending at that point um acosta's taking the free kicks so there's there's one of your fullbacks right man who was it that was that was back there i honestly don't remember i'm sorry um but there's there's positions you know and in different situations that you rely on to do stuff like that and fullbacks one of them so when you don't have fullback depth this is what happens. Uh anyway. I think I'm done talking about that. Last one at Paul T Greco. Where do we go from here? What immediate changes can be made to get this team on track for the cup? Josh. I think you are now the manager. Yeah. Make your I change.
1: Think, I think you have to play a starting lineup that includes ooh, I think you play a starting lineup of Carlos Vela, Chicho, and Buanga hmm With Gareth Bale as your super sub and Teo filling in accordingly, wherever it may be. Um and then you gotta get Escobar healthy. Those are like the two things. Like yeah. right away that I think, you know, because again, yeah, I think generally if you have a if if you're back I mean if you're outside of the forwards is is Escobar With Hollingshead coming off the bench, Escobar, Palacios, Chiellini, Mario, Acosta, Ilié, Sifu. If that's your starting point, I'm I'm good with it. It's just now getting everyone else to gel together, right? And kind of figuring. And you need you need those guys to play a good. You know, you of the last three games, right? I need them to play. 120 minutes together. Yeah. Or no At least 93 20 270. I need 180 out of 270. Yeah. Probably over the last three games. Is my yeah. preference.
0: You start the same lineup, you have them all play 60 at least, right? Mhm. Yeah, to me that's it. Is you you settle in and I mean Dolo tried to say it in the last match against Dallas, right? Where he essentially yeah. said we're going to we're going to run out who is our best, like our best chance to win. Uh, and again, I think that probably involves Hollingshead, right? Yeah. But uh, he gets the red card and you're, uh, and you're thrust into this weird position. Um, But yeah, to me, it's, this is, this is who it is going into the playoffs and we're going to run them out and we're going to sub if we need to, which means, you know, Chiellini is probably getting subbed at 60. To save his legs. And whatever you do in the midfield, it's Blessing comes in for 30, Mendez comes in for 15 or 20, right? Um, and you just rotate those guys around as necessary and you continue to try and pick the lock up front. Um, if it wound up being the same starting three, Vela, Chicho, and Opoku, and then you use those other three as whatever, fine. Like, yeah. do that.
1: Although I do um, think that Buanga is probably the the he'll give you everything Apoku gives you, but better right? Give based on what I've seen so far.
0: Yeah, I mean th- there are things that Apoku that are still missing from Apoku's game, right? And then mm-hmm. Den- and Dennis is probably going to be you know smarter with the ball. He's going to be a, a more clinical finisher, even though again we call him Mahalo Apoku Mahalo Banger's only Apoku, right? But um, he's probably going to give you a little bit more in terms of like skilled finishing. Right. Definitely a bigger target on set pieces and stuff like that too. But anyway, um, yeah, I I think that's it. I think it's, it's simply about settling in on who the actual best 11 is kind of like we've talked about this before too, in the NBA, by the time you get to the playoffs, you're only playing eight players. Mm -hmm. Like other dudes just ride the bench and you grind everybody into the ground and then use the off
1: season to recover. Yeah, or at least in like in the first two games, right? I I can still see them. You know, like you said, if the, I I need that last game of the season to be like this is our this is our you know what is it like your your audition, you know, or your what's the there's a you your cold open or whatever, you know. Yeah. Sorry. What. No, I mean like the that last game in the season. I mean, I don't care how they break it down heading into that, but that last game, I need it to be that last game heading into the playoffs. I need it to be like the okay. right, the right. full yeah. complement of guys and exactly, this is how you're this right. right. This is how you're going to do it. Yep. And it's got to look good. it mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> It's got to look like it it's meant to be. Yeah, I agree. All right, Josh. We've gone on far far long enough like anything else that we got to get to tonight or
1: no until the next time enough tonight
0: yeah all right you can follow the show at counterpress underscore you can follow me at kirk kinsey josh
1: lc josh on twitter
0: we'll talk to you all uh, next time good night